Welcome back to another episode of Your Next Stop with Juliet Hahn. My guest in this episode is Megan Donovan. She is the author of lifestyle site Wit and Whimsy and Paris Perfected. This episode made me so happy. I wanted to scream from the rooftops. And I know when you guys listen to this, you're going to feel the same. Megan started her lifestyle blog in college and she still has it. And then what she has done with the blog to create another business called Paris Perfected is actually perfection. (laughs) You do not want to miss this episode. I am so excited for you guys to hear it. This episode is brought to you by Together Women Rise. Together Women Rise is dedicated to ensuring that every woman and girl has the opportunity to live freely, pursue her dreams, and reach her full potential. They are a powerful community of women and allies engaged in learning, giving, and community building. Please visit Together Women Rise at togetherwomenrise.org to learn more and to join them. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Your Next Stop with Juliet Hahn. I know I say it every single time, but you guys know I truly believe this. I am so excited to bring you another story of someone that has followed a passion, turn it into a business. Welcome, Megan Donovan, author of lifestyle site Wit and Whimsy and Paris Perfected. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, welcome. So I always like my listeners to know where we connected because it's kind of fun for them to connect the dots and see, you know, how I meet people. And we met because you do PR for another um, one of the guests that we had on with it, which is womenness, correct? Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've worked in comms for a long time and I have a PR consulting business. Um, it's one of the three businesses that I own and operate and I help a variety of small like beauty and lifestyle brands do their public relations. Yeah. So what I love, so it was Sally, everyone that's listened to womanist, you guys know it's the, it's what I'm obsessed with the let me sleep, um, which is like helps me sleep now, which is, I don't usually have a problem, but I was like, Hey, let me just try this. And I was sleeping so much more solid than I realized. But what I loved is I was going through, I always tell my listeners to be curious, to ask questions. If you see someone that you're like, wait, I want to know more. It's really important to. So that's what you, we, you and I were corresponding and I kind of did a little you know, was reading your email and your tagline in your email. And I was like, wait a second, I need to know more about this woman. And then you told me about the lifestyle sites that you have. And I was like, oh, wait, we we 100% have to share this with your next stop listeners. So I would love for you to dive in, but I want you to kind of start you know, before you created all these amazing businesses. So a little bit about where you grew up, if you went to university and how that looked. Yeah, of course. I feel like a lot of my, what I now do for work was shaped from an early age. Um, I grew up outside of Chicago, but uh, my family lived in London in the nineties for two years as a result of my dad's job at the time. And that was actually the first place that I ever remember recognizing like advertising in modern communications when I was even in fourth and fifth grade. 
Um, and so that's what I knew I wanted to study in university. And I actually went to school out in California and lived in San Francisco for a couple years, but it was at school that I started my blog originally. So I've had my lifestyle blog, Wit and Whimsy, for oh my gosh, I think we're at 14 or 15 years. I feel like now I'm past the point of I'm losing count. Um, <laughs> but it was really the dawn of the dawn of, you know, lifestyle sites and blogging. And um, I started before there was Pinterest before there was Twitter, I think truly the only social media that existed at that time was Facebook. And I would say like, the that was really a jumping off point for what I still do for a living now so many years later. Um, but I did go on to study communications in college. Um, and then I've worked in PR largely ever since then. But I've been self-employed for, for six years now running um, two businesses and a third that I added, which is Paris Perfected, uh, which started in 2019. Which I love so much. And so I know when we we did like a little bit, my, my listeners know, I, I vet people, you know, I like to know a little bit about them, but tiny bit because I love to listen to the story unfold. I love to hear it. I'm curious and I love, you know, to kind of pick your brain. So I I think it's really interesting that your family went abroad and it, it kind of perked, you, you know, something in you. And this is what I always want people that are listening to this to think about. Is there a time in your life that you remember you got curious or were interesting, you know, interested in something and you never pursued it, which I love is that you kind of pursued that you kind of felt that that feeling that you had when you were in London as a young child and was like, let me just keep building on this. Because I truly believe we are all born to do something, whether you you believe in the universe or God, it really is one of those things that if you kind of follow that curiosity and follow that intuition, your path really sometimes unfolds. So when you got out of college, you had this lifestyle um, site already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had had wit and whimsy, and it ended up being something that I had on my resume actually, because there weren't a ton of people doing lifestyle blogs at the time, and this was certainly like right at the dawn of personal style blogs blowing up and things. But it was certainly something that I think um, shaped my career and. I, I don't think I thought when I started it in 2005, I would still be doing it at 36 years old now. Right. Um, and clearly a lot has changed in the landscape. And I think now every, you know, so many people are creators in their own right. Um, but it has allowed me to be self-employed today and really kind of pursue a variety of passions. And I think that's what's so important about exactly what you said around intuition. I feel like I always have let that guide big decisions, whether it was going to college in California, moving to San Francisco, moving then to New York. But I really felt a pull in 2016. I was like, I have to change what I'm doing for a living because I had worked at big PR agencies for the better part of a decade. And I just felt like it wasn't the best use of my time and talents. And I wanted to work with you know a variety of different... Um, brands, people, creators, and I just wanted to be able to not have to work on my blog only in the morning, only in the weekends, only on the nighttime. So I really that was my intuition in 2016. I was like, I have to see if I can pursue being self employed and doing my own thing. And I'm so glad I did because six years later, it was the best decision I made because I realized like, oh, career fulfillment can exist. I didn't realize that before I started, you know, working for myself. Right, right. Which makes so much sense. So I do have to take it back. Were either of your parents entrepreneurs? I mean, obviously your dad, you know, took the family and moved and that was a big move. I'm sure as a family, you guys talked about it, discussed it. It probably, you know, we have moved, we have not moved overseas, but I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, conversations 
conversations like, is this going to be good for the kids? And I always think experiences that maybe they are not going to get are good to like kind of explore. So it's like, maybe it might not be the best time of their ages, but they're going to learn something that's going to help them later in life. Yeah. And I think, you know, my parents were actually both very traditional. And so I am the first entrepreneur in my immediate family. Um, But we always joke that actually the experience abroad, we believe actually really led to I have three siblings. And so it led to the career paths in many ways that all four of us have, which are completely different careers, mind you, we all work in very different fields. But we always kind of say like that experience as young as we all were when we had it really shaped what we went on to study, what we went on to, you know, pursue in terms of our careers. And, um, but it it was certainly, you know, explaining to my parents like, Oh, I think I'm gonna quit the job that everybody knows I do. And the steady paycheck, and I'm going to work for myself and figure it out, it was kind of like, wait, you're going to do what? Um, and now six years later, I think they're finally are all, are, are all on board. <laughs> but uh, um, it's certainly been a challenge. Right. Well, especially if they're traditional. I mean, that's like scary. Yeah. They're like, well, wait a second. Now, where do you, are you in the family order? I'm the second. You're so the second. Older sister, two younger brothers. Okay. So, and I love, you know, just kind of diving into that because it's always so interesting. Anytime I have a guest, we really go back a little bit, you know, whether it's a a traumatic childhood or a wonderful childhood. And that is one thing in my whole storytelling podcast world, I think it's really important for us to all go back and think of those moments in our childhood that we really remember. And how does it make us feel? Like if we have that tingle or, or that, Oh, I loved that. You need to explore it if you're not exploring yeah. it now. It's And that truly, I think that is actually what led me to create my Paris Perfected Travel Planning Service because I was I first went to Paris in 1994 when my family was living overseas in London and my parents loved Paris. And so they, they brought the family there. And I just distinctly remember, you know, standing in the courtyard of the Louvre being like, I have never seen anything like this in my life. And I was charmed. I was charmed as a fourth grader. And then I went on to study abroad there because I, I loved it. And I had been lucky enough to go over the years. Um, one of my childhood friends, um, she's still one of my closest friends is from fourth grade from London, and she lived outside of Paris. So you know, I would get to visit her. But I, I really wanted to find more reasons to go to Paris. And that I was like, okay, if I want to consistently try to go back to Paris, I got to figure out a way to pay for it. Right. And so in 2019, I was there for um, my birthday in June. And I just had this idea walking along the streets of Paris, where I was getting all these DMs and questions of what's your favorite croissant? And what neighborhood do you like to stay in? And I just realized like, Oh, I could monetize this, I should make a business of my recommendations. And that's what I did. And it truly was something that started in fourth grade. So I I completely agree with you. I love that. And I love how you said, and it really, and this is what a lot of people don't think about. They, they don't think about the experience that they had as a child or late, you know, at some point in their life, whether it was this exciting feeling or if it was a, a memory or a feeling, and it's very different, a memory versus a feeling, but that's something that you have to be very in tune with yourself. And so mm-hmm. even if you don't have a lot of memories, you do remember the feeling that you went. And that's what then took you to Paris and be like, I want to do this. And the thing that I love so much, and I get so excited excited about is that you were 
you're very obviously forward thinker and you're very curious and you're like, how can I figure out to get to Paris more? So that's another thing I want people to think about. If you have exciting ideas, you know, people will get stuck because they don't know what to do, but you are creative. You obviously are very creative, but you also are, you know, someone that's going to ask questions and how can I make this work for myself and also work for other people? So I love that you kind of put a twofold. Can you Take us into that a little bit and how that unfolded. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I really want it. I think because the landscape of content creation has become so saturated since I started and obviously becomes more saturated with every passing day, I was feeling kind of, you know, burnt out and a little bit, um, I would say, melancholy over content creation as of 2019, where, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the audience or the following where I was going to create a brand around like a product, serving, you know, selling product specifically like physical goods. Um, I wasn't going to do a collaboration with a retailer. Um, and I just was feeling kind of like, what is next in my, in the way that I share my life? And um, as I started to go to Paris every year, starting in 2016, I just realized that that, that is my happiest and truest self is when I'm in Paris and sharing it feels like such a gift. And so I really was thinking to myself like, okay, let's, let's launch this brand in 2019. I launched it like six weeks after I had the idea. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a logo. I didn't even have a product. I just was like, Oh, I'm going to offer this service. And I had a booking within the first seven minutes of my like blog post announcing this going live. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I have to figure this out. And so I had hoped to maybe do, I launched it end of July, 2019. I had hoped to do maybe like 15 to 20 orders in the you know first six months of that year. And I did over a hundred and I was like, Oh, okay. There's definitely something to this. Like people wow. clearly are trusting my recommendations. And I always say like, my Paris is definitely not the Kardashian Paris. It is not the lifestyle, you know, like Instagrammer Paris. It's, it's truly something that I really cherish curating. And so I am constantly reading up on like the newest restaurants, the museums. Um, I'm in touch with a variety of different hotels and partners over there so that I can offer my clients, you know, special promotions and insider tips. Um, but it be- Paris became a business for me because I just really realized like, if I want to keep going there and I want to be keep feeling the feeling that I'm having of feeling so happy to be in a place that brings me a lot of joy I should share it with others. And I think that that's something you know that anybody can relate to around when you do something that you are passionate about, it's truly the most fulfilling type of work that you can do. Because I that quote of always like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I'm like, Oh, no, I love what I do. But I work way harder than I'm self employed than I ever had when I had a boss. <laughs> right, right. Because because you're building something for yourself. So um, I mean, I think it's so great you had this goal. Now, did you use your, um, your first, you know, lifestyle, but the, the wit and whimsy is the, is that what you used as your first kind of like coming out with Paris perfected? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I was very lucky that wit and whimsy kind of like served as a launch pad. So, you know, it, the initial people that booked with me were certainly Instagram followers and blog readers of mine. And since then it's grown and people, you know, when they fill out my intake survey, will be like, I found you on TikTok. I found you on Pinterest. Um, a friend recommended it. A lot of my, um, uh, people that book with me now are referrers from yeah. referrals from uh, people that have taken a trip with me. 
But what I love about the product too, is just that people really, I think, understand my sense of Paris once they've come back and they, the, the testimonials that I get from people are like, Oh, we would have never found this place or this felt so special, or this was so unique. Um, or you may, you maximized our time on the ground. Um, cause what's, what's special about what I offer is everything's personally vetted by me for Paris perfected, which I think is really unique because, you can go on TripAdvisor, you can go on Kayak, you can go on Facebook, you can go on a million travel sites. Um, but a lot of times it's just roundups of recommendations of like people that have looked at, you know, things that have good reviews or whatnot. It's not personally vetted, but like if I'm re- recommending a hotel or a restaurant um, or an activity, I have personally done it and I tell you exactly how to get tickets or I tell you what to order on the menu if it's available. Um, it's been personally vetted. So there's a ton that I don't share because it wasn't good, you know? And it's like places that people talk about all the time and I'll go and I'm like, what a waste of a meal in Paris, which you never, it's not religious, I feel like, to waste a meal in Paris. So I try to really guide people around making it just the best experience that they can have. Um, because obviously, like Paris is one of the top tourist destinations in the whole world. And there's plenty to do. Um, but it's, you know, people want to go and have the best time. So I, I really seek trying to over deliver to get them to have that best time possible. Which I love that you go and do it. So it's, it's going to make people, okay, you know, Megan has gone, I am, you know, I've gotten this recommendation from a friend. So they really trust you, but it's, it shows the love that you have for what you're doing. And I think that's, what's most important. It's not like you're just throwing things together because you're reading you're like, Oh, someone said this was good. You're actually going and it, and you can see, you can even hear it in your voice. Anyone that's listening (laughs) to this knows that you obviously love, love what you do and how you created it because you wanted to spend more time in Paris, I think is just brilliant. I mean, so brilliant that it's, it's exciting. So I do have to ask you though. So why don't you live in Paris? (laughs) Great question. I love living in New York. I'm based in Brooklyn. I've lived in New York for 11 years. Um, and it truly is kind of the best of both worlds for me that I get to live in New York and visit Paris often. I think I, I have a lot of friends that um, are expats in Paris and I always give them so much credit because I'm like, it is very hard to move to a foreign country, especially that has a foreign language. (laughs) Um, and the, the French are extremely bureaucratic about things. So it's like, I just, I speak quite a bit of French and I can understand it very well, but I'm like, if I tried to go to a doctor or like get cable set up, like I just know that that would be really hard. And so for me, it's ideal that I get to go a couple times a year and then always come back to my home in Brooklyn. Um, one day, I uh, never say never. I feel like I would love to own an apartment in Paris one day and be able to, uh, you know, split my time. Um, but right now I'm going almost every quarter and that's like truly ideal for me. But yeah, I think, you know, eventually I'd like to spend like another month there. I loved living and studying abroad there. But um, for now, New York is definitely home. And I always say that Paris is my, my home away from home. <laughs> no, which I I think it's so great. And I love that you know that about yourself. I mean, I lived in New York City for many years and and, and New York is, there's not, not another place like it as well. I mean, uh, Rome is one of my favorite cities. I was in Paris yeah. when I was younger. I do love Paris, but I, um, you know, Rome and Florence, I'm more of an Italian. Uh, but yeah. New York City is such a special place. And when people don't realize living there, I lived there, I actually raised three, not raised, but I had three babies there and we moved out when they were younger. Um, Well, I was, I always laugh because we lived in, we were in Manhattan and then we moved to Brooklyn. So we were in Park Slope for a number of years. And I remember when we were leaving, um, 
I was, I was ready, but I wasn't ready. My husband grew up in the Bronx. So he was always, you know, in New York. So he knew he really didn't know that he wanted to raise his kids in the Bronx. He wanted to give, you know, he wanted to move to the suburbs. So I was like, you know what, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of an easy person. I can really go if just as long as we're around New York that I can go back and visit and do my thing. But moving from Manhattan to Brooklyn was really interesting, especially with three kids and a dog. It was very different. And when we moved, you know, everyone would be like, oh, Brooklyn's the, you know, the new Manhattan. And I, I remember being like, no, it's actually, I can't flag. A, and it's not, this is going to sound so bratty, but I was like, I can't flag a, a cab. And I remember when I first got there, cause I, I was, I chose to stay home and I was lucky enough that that's what I wanted to do. And we were able to do that. I remember the first time. And again, this is going to sound very bratty, but my husband worked in, where he wore suits. I mean, suits with the pocket squares, you know, uh, I mean, really we got the, had to get them dry cleaned. And that was part of my, you know, my, I would pick up the dry cleaning. And when we were in the city, we had the the best dry cleaner that would drop the stuff off. I mean, I couldn't leave the babies, you know, I mean, it was, it's not an easy thing. It sounds so silly, but when you don't have a car in New York, you can get everything delivered. That's one of the benefits of living here. (laughs) Totally. But so when we moved to Brooklyn, we were in park slope and we were, um, on 12th between seventh and eighth. And there was no dry cleaner that would deliver. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I remember saying, and I said to my mom, I sound like such a brat, but I, I mean, three kids, how am I going to carry like it's, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like I will figure it out, but this is ridiculous. And I remember I, every time we would go to the park, we would walk the neighborhood. And one time I went into this dry cleaner and I was like, listen, do you deliver? And they're like, no. I said, do you have the ability to deliver? And they said, yes. And I said, if I paid you more, would you please, we'll use you. You'll get all my business. My husband will bring in you stuff. I mean, I bring tons of shirts and suits and all this stuff. So they said, yes. So I was able to... So are you responsible for laundry delivery? I feel like in Brooklyn, you might be. Because back in the day, I didn't know they didn't have it. But yeah, I mean, now everyone offers it. I mean, I remember being like, oh my God, this sounds so ridiculous because it was so ridiculous. But having three kids, you know, and, and a dog and like the stroller and they were baby, you know, they were babies. Yeah. Like, living in New too- York, I feel like you inherit a new set of problems and like things that people just like can't relate to. And about, cause I have friends that are like, wait, but what do you mean you don't have laundry in your apartment? I'm like, well, it's in the building, but it's not in the apartment. Like, cause a lot of people don't have it in New York. Right. <laughs> but, right. And that's, um, but and yeah, we, I, yeah. I mean, we were fortunate that we the challenges. <laughs> you totally do, and we did have we did have laundry in our in our apartment in in Park Slope. We did not in the city, and I remember being so excited because I didn't have to schlep downstairs to do the stuff or send it out. I mean, really, yeah, again, it's like a badge want, of honor to have it. <laughs> really, is. I was like, listen, I won't eat for a week if I can get my laundry done because it's so yeah. true. And when we moved out, that was one thing I said. Uh, everyone said, "What are you going to miss?" or "What are you not going to miss?" Like you know, things that you're not going to miss. And I said. I literally sweat 24 hours a day. I mean, in the winter, in the summer, in the spring, I mean, thinking about having three kids in the, in the city, you know, when you grocery shop, I mean, I would take the grocery, I, we would get stuff delivered, but I would go to the grocery store and, you know, have stuff in the stroller. And I remember in the winter, I would always be sweating and I would be taking layers Too off and then, layers. You, and then you get mm-hmm. cold, you put them all back on. And oh then, I know we're about to enter. I, I don't love summer in New York. I love spring in New York. I love fall in New York, but I don't love summer in New York. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm, I gotta make some plans out of the city because 
Well, cause it, get, it gets really, it get, does get really hot. I and mean, if you're going into the office and you're walking, which that's like my favorite thing to do. I loved walking. I would walk for, you know, longer just to, to get the walk in, but I would always be sweaty. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, New York. God, you gotta love it. Love it to live here. But yeah, it certainly has its pros and cons, <laughs> but it is, it's one of the best places in the world. I say to everyone, if you, if you can have a chance to live in the city, you really should. I tell my kids all the time, like, I hope even just, even if it's a couple years, just to see what it's like. It is really a special place and you learn so much about yourself and yeah. you know how, how to navigate life. So, and I love your answer about, I mean, that was such an authentic answer, you know, and you're like, no, I, well, I, I love that you, that you said that like Rome is in Florence or your places, because I always say about Paris, I'm like, I just, the feeling that I get when I'm in Paris is truly just invaluable to me. And so I really hope that people find their Paris. Like it doesn't have to be Paris, right. but I just hope in life, everyone can find a place and that can be a park that can be a city that can be a country. But I hope that everyone in life can find their place that just makes them feel at peace, inspired, happy, joyful, and truly just fulfilled. Because I think that, you know, that is what you should be seeking in life. And so often, I think we get caught up in like the negative experiences. And clearly, certainly what we've gone through in the last two and a half years, collectively as humankind, um, I think more and more now, we just have to seek out joy. And that for me has, you know, I've been very lucky that I can go to Paris and find that that part of um, that feeling. Uh, so I, I hope that everybody can can seek that out if they don't already have it. And I love how you said that because it's so true. It really is to find your place. And again, a lot of people will say, well, I can't move because of this, or I can't do this because of that. And those are excuses. I say mm -hmm. everything is figure outable. You can figure yeah, everything out. I completely agree. And I think sometimes it can feel really, really difficult. But I, I truly believe that if you kind of like start to put small steps in mm -hmm. place that you can seek that out because I, tr I mean, if you had asked 2018 me, okay, am I going to have a business that starts, you know, that allows me to go to Paris regularly, I would have never believed it. And now I, I have this flourishing business and I just am grateful every single day that I truly feel like I'm living a dream that I get to be in Paris regularly and have just adopted a new business that I never could have dreamed was a possibility. And so it really has been really inspiring to me too, to just keep thinking outside the box. Cause I don't, I don't know if I really grew up in an environment that was like, okay, keep thinking creatively, you know, mm -hmm. I really think it was much more of like a traditional in, you know, growing up in terms of like how to pursue a career. And now I have a career where I'm like, Oh, how much time do you have to tell you what I do? Because it, it is, you know, it's multiple businesses. Um, but that also makes every day interesting. And I just remember, you know, times when I worked at big PR agencies, and I was like, I did not get into this to sit in front of PowerPoint all day. Like I got into this because I love working with people. I love having conversations. I love storytelling and I love exploring. And I just was feeling very uninspired by the job that I had. And that was a blessing because it led me to get out of a big PR agency and, you know, create the job that I do, the jobs that I do now that I love. But I think truly, if you can stop and think like, what is it that I want from life? Or what is it that I feel I am missing from life? And how would I find fulfillment for that? It can be so worth it. I mean, I still feel the like stress and anxiety I had in 2016, like quitting my job and starting my own thing. I still remember that feeling deeply, but it was, I would do it a thousand times over to have the career fulfillment and the happiness that I feel now. 
um, it was certainly worth it. I love that. And you did touch on this, but I would love to explore it a little bit more. What do you feel gave you that kind of fearlessness to be able to say, I trust myself? Because it really comes from you trusting yourself and having the confidence in, I'm going to take a fearless step and I'm going to see what happens. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people get, yeah. that fear gets in the way. So what do you think kind of shaped that in you? I, f- I figured that I could always go to plan B and plan B would be to get another corporate job. There would always be other jobs I could apply to. And maybe it wouldn't be in the timeline that I wanted it to be. But I, you know, had saved six months to be able to like have six months of no work. And then if I still didn't have work in six months, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to apply for more traditional jobs. So I think getting over the fear, fear of failing was a big thing for me just to be like, it won't be the end of the world. It will be a new opportunity for me to do something different. Um, and I think too, it was truly, I, I never want to be a person in life that wonders what if I had it done it, you know, because mm-hmm. I felt the same way about New York. I decided to move to New York at 25 years old. And I was like, if I don't do it at 25, I truly don't know if I ever will. And I don't want in five years to be like, well, what would have happened to my life? How would it be different if I hadn't moved to New York? And I felt similarly about, you know, leaving my corporate job behind and my steady paycheck behind to be my own boss. And I also knew like, I'm highly, highly motivated. And so I think that, you know, I knew that I would be successful in terms of like being my own boss, because frankly, I'd had a lot of bad bosses in my life as we all have at some mm-hmm. point. Um, and I was like, I just think I'm going to be I think I'm I'm going to be able to challenge myself enough to really get up every single day and be motivated to do the work that I'm doing. And I'm very lucky that every single morning I wake up and I'm like, Oh, wait, what do I get to start doing today? Because I love what I do. But I certainly spent, you know, a lot of my career not feeling that way. So I think for anybody that's feeling like, okay, what's my next move? Where am I going next? What is going to be my next job? Or I want to change careers know that it can get better. It just is not necessarily going to happen in the timeline that you want. I spent a lot of months before I left my job, like very miserable, but I used those months to basically like fuel me in preparation for leaving the job and becoming self-employed. So I think, um, know that there, that it will get better is an important thing as well. Oh my gosh. I love that. Now tell people, cause I'm sure everyone's like, okay, can you just tell us where she, we can find, <laughs> we can find yeah. Megan? <laughs> yeah. So my lifestyle site is called wit and whimsy. It's at witwhimsy.com, And then Paris perfected is parisperfected.com. And, um, you can find me at Megan Dono, M E G H A N D O N O on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. Oh my gosh. I love that. I mean, Megan, this is like, it makes me so happy to be able to share these kind of stories because I know someone's going to listen to this and say, you know what? It's my time. It is my time. Like this episode is going to resonate so much with someone and they're going to take that step to do it, or they're going to send it to a friend and a friend or a family member that needs to hear this. And that's what, you know, is just, it makes me like, I just get the chills. So, you know, everyone knows when at the end of the episode, I say, if someone needs to hear this, you might be like, oh, that's a great story, but it doesn't, you know, you're in a a spot in your life where you're doing something similar to Megan, but you don't know who else needs to hear this. So I want you guys to take this episode and send it to as many of your friends and family, because again, you can hear the excitement in Megan's voice. You know, as she said, 
many years ago, it wasn't, you know, she wasn't in that space, but she created that space to be able to have the life that she has dreamed and daydreamed about and worked for. So Megan, I just love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thanks for telling everybody's stories. I think it's an important thing to remember that like where you are now is not where you'll always be. And you know what? And I know some of my listeners might be saying, why didn't she touch on COVID? I don't want to give COVID any more breath because obviously (laughs) we all know what happened with travel. And so it was a time for you to sit back. You had your other businesses and you had to figure it out. So um, unless you want to touch on it a little bit, I think we can just say COVID. (laughs) Bye-bye. I know. I'm just, I'm glad that we can travel more freely now. And hopefully I, I'm glad people are getting back to Paris. The business is, you know, busier than it's ever been. And I just am excited that people are going to get a dose of Paris that have been dreaming about it for the last, you know, two plus years of postponed trips. Right. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I'm just COVID. It's just, it's, it's halted so many of us. And the reason why I don't want to bring it up is really because obviously we weren't allowed to travel. So we know that you had to kind of take a seat back, especially when you started yep. in two. 2019, I'm sure your mindset was like, well, wait a second. Oh my gosh, what do I have to do? But you pivot because obviously you pivoted and that's what you do best. And that's where, you know, you have created these other businesses, which I just love that you're such a forward thinker. You're someone that's like, I'm a go-getter. As you said, I'm not going to let situations kind of hold you back. You're going to go for it. So, you know, Megan, I, again, I'm so happy that we're connected and, um, I'm definitely going to be calling you. I'm talking to my husband about like, Hey, I think we need to go to Paris and I know exactly who to talk to. Perfect. I can't wait to work with you. Thank you again, Juliet. I really appreciate you having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. So everyone, you guys, you know what to do, like share rate review, you know, where you can find me at I am Juliet Han and all the socials. My website again is I am And this will be another episode that you guys, I know are going to be skipping off because you're going to be so excited. It's going to start your day or end your day with just some positive thoughts. And it's going to get you thinking about your own life. If you're sitting there thinking, you know what, I am actually not that happy or, you know, life is okay. We all have one life. Don't just go through it that way. Create something that's going to get you excited. As Megan said, she's excited to get up to see what's next. Create that life for you and don't let fear hold you back. Questions, asking questions, reaching out, listening to episodes like this are what's going to take you to that next step in your life. So again, thank you for listening to Your Next Stop. And Megan, thank you again for joining. Thank you so much. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 